0: This is the Comedy Reject Podcast with your host Sterling Scott. Hey everybody, this is another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast brought to you by TaylorMadeRadio.ca and produced by Matt. Matt, you know what? I can't pronounce your last name. And you know what? We're going to have to figure that out. But if you guys want your podcast to be produced professionally, please hit up my boy Matt. His information is all up in the details of the podcast. With that being said, let's begin the show. Oh, people. Oh, people 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 what the fuck is going on how you doing you all right is your day going good like did you did, did you rub one out for the day you know what i mean man or woman did you know that if you rub one out before you leave the house that you will have a better day like it's actually a real thing like never leave the house with a loaded gun that was the lesson that i learned for dates, But I didn't know that it worked for everything. And that's right, people. Whenever you see me on the street walking down with a big old smile on my face and I say things like, I'm happy. I rubbed one out that day. That doesn't make me a disgusting person. It makes me a person committed to making my life happy. Speaking of life being happy, that's my clothes coming out the dryer. And nothing, and I mean nothing, is better When you put on warm underwear and socks, because currently I'm not wearing any. But anyways, I want to know how you guys are doing. And I hope that you guys are doing okay on these uh, beautiful days that we're having here in July. So there's been a lot of things that have happened in past. So where do we even begin Uh, a belated Happy Canada Day to those of you that are celebrating Canada Day? I got to say, it's kind of interesting to see, like with everything happening now, in the world, how many people are really looking into their history and finding out how disgusting the country was before. A lot of black Americans are like, we don't want to celebrate the 4th of July. And rightfully so, because the, when the 4th of July, uh, when America officially you know, became a country in 1778, black people were still slaves. And so that's why they're like, this wasn't our country, you know? And so they don't celebrate. They, some of them don't want to celebrate uh, July the 4th. And a lot of indigenous people in Canada are like, you know, Canada has never uh, been good to the indigenous people. And so we don't want to celebrate Canada Day. And it's like, God damn. Like, y'all just now figuring out how racist all these motherfuckers were? All these people in power never liked us. They tolerated us. So I'm not surprised, but I'm glad that you guys are finally waking up and starting to do something. Now, it is sad because I am Canadian and I love my country, but I'm not going to uh, neglect the fact that my country has done wrong and that we need to do better. We need to do better. We can't forget the past. We need to acknowledge it so that we don't make it happen again in the future. So for those of you who had it like that awkward time of, you know, whether you should or should not celebrate. It's just more of like, let's not, we, we I mean, we're stuck. We're Canadians forever. So it's more like, let's try to figure out how to be better without trying to act like it never happened. You know what I mean? Because we can't change the past, but we can make a better future. So for all of you, um, happy whatever the fuck day off you had, day. Is what I'll call that, and then uh, there was a lot of things happening. Uh, your boy Sterling Scott has become a brand ambassador. That's right, a brand ambassador. A brand ambassador is pretty much the job that they gave to pretty people and popular people to use products from a company and uh, you know get people to buy it. And you know what? They chose the right face. Because the product that I am a brand ambassador for, uh, better yet, the product, the store, I am a brand ambassador for, is Numo. That's right. Numo is a weed store here in Edmonton that sells everything you need. It's a one-stop shop. And shout-outs to Numo for with amazing staff that hooked me up. I went in, and uh, I like smoking weed in hotels without having to pay fines. And in order to do that, you got to get yourself either a vaporizer or you got to get a vape pen. And the people at Numo, they put me on some new shit because, you see, I was using the regular. Anybody that smoked a vape pen before, you know what I'm talking about, that regular 510 thread cartridge, that little skinny one. Well, they came up with some new one. Uh, They had a Pax Era. And it just looked like a stick of gum. That's pretty much what it looks like, a black stick of gum. And they were like, yo, this is the, you know, new one that uh, has come out. Some people like it. Some people don't, whatever. I gave it a shot. And I'll tell you right now, that little stick of gum fucked up my whole day. Like, I was driving and I took three hits and I was like, well, I can't feel my feet. And I don't know about you guys, but when I can't feel my feet, that means it's good weed in that pen. And with vape pens, you, don't, you typically don't get as high as you do with just like regular old marijuana. I don't know what it is. Something about the whole process. Maybe mental. Maybe it's physical. Maybe it's the fire and the earth coming together and being inhaled in your lungs. I don't know. But nothing beats smoking, just smoking straight weed. But this pen came damn well close. And it had zero scent. It had uh, no heat to it. You don't have to push no buttons. You just put it in your mouth and inhale, and the shit was great. I got the Death Bubba uh, Indica strain for it, and it was amazing. I'm not gonna lie. I was, I was fucking yo. You know that kind of high when you like you're not asleep but you about to binge watch six episodes of a TV show in a row on Netflix, I was that level high. And I don't know about you guys, but I love that level of high. I like that ability to just, you know, not give a fuck for four to five hours out of my day and turn off the fucking noise in my brain. And uh, this pen by itself pulled that off. And I want to thank the staff at uh, Numo for finding that. Ooh, shout out to, I actually met this guy. So this is uh, a strain of weed that I got out of um, uh, Numo as well. If you go to Numo and you're like me and you're like, I need that high tolerance weed, like weed for the heavy smoker. First of all, if you're a heavy smoker, you smoke indica, okay? None of that sativa bullshit. We ain't trying to think around here. We're trying to shut shit down. And there was a dude there, uh, and apparently he's the owner and the uh, maker of this weed. Uh, It's called Good Buds, and the, the, the name of the weed. So Good Buds is the company name. The name of the weed that I got at Numo is Sapphire OG. Now, its THC content is only at 21%. Now, for some people, if you think that's a high number, you are definitely not a heavy smoker, okay? This is for my heavy smokers right now. Sapphire OG from Good Buds, all right? I'm not even getting paid to say this. This is just straight-up honesty. Your weed literally made me put it out and say, talk to me nice. Yo, the weed was so fire, I didn't finish it. Here's how I do my grading. All right, I don't know how other potheads do it, but here's how I do my grading of how good weed is. Okay, I roll half a gram. Now, if I finish the entire spliff and I'm high, it gets a 7. If I get halfway and I'm high and I have to put it out, it gets an 8. If I get three quarters of the way and I have to put it out, that goes from 9 to 10. Okay, now when I mean I have to put it out, it means I'm so fucking high that I don't even want to inhale another fucking lick, and that is very difficult to do to me. And I will give it to you, Sapphire OG. You got on half a gram, I got to halfway before I had to put that put out my spliff and uh, just vibe out uh, with the high. So Sapphire OG from Good Buds, shout out to you you officially receive uh, eight out of 10 uh, on the smoke scale from Sterling Scott. And uh, to be honest with you, seven on my scale is very high. So uh, the only thing that's ever gotten a 10 was um, one time I had a strain of weed and uh, it was called do I bought it in Los Angeles and uh, I bought it in Los Angeles at two in 2016. And at the time, in 2016, the strongest weed ever uh, made was THC uh, at 36%. And the strain of Dulce Dough I had was 333 percent THC. I hit that motherfucker twice. And I was out. Like I legit just outed it and was like, well, that's my day, and then fell asleep for like at least three hours. Woke up still fucking high. So um that for me was a 10. Uh that was a fuck up 10. But like uh Sapphire OG, look at that eight as a very, very uh high number because there's no way you're gonna tell me 21% had me on my ass like that. The trichomes on it had to be amazing. And it definitely was because uh it smelt amazing uh and it smoked good. And for my for my people who are like, yo, man, bon dotte weed, yo, it's organic certified. So even the ashes burn white. And if you don't know what that means, you're not a real weed smoker. Because you see, if your ashes burn black, it means there's a lot of contaminants in your weed. And it's not necessarily good for you. Well, you see, if your ashes bone white, it's just, yo, that's just Wata and weed. So, anyways, uh, I'm a brand ambassador now, people. And uh, we had to do a show. So I was all excited. I got called up uh, by two friends who are phenomenal event planners. And I was really excited when they said, yo, do you want to be uh, the host of the opening of a weed store? And I was excited because I thought I was going to get a lot of free weed. I did not get a lot of free weed, but I did get some free weed. Um, But uh, I went down, and the vibe was popping. You know what I mean? We had some of Edmonton's finest out there. Uh, DJ Alize was out there. Yo, I love Alize. If you guys know him, you understand why. This guy is not only a dope DJ, he's a dope human, and he's doing so much stuff. So check out his stuff on Instagram as well. So that's Ali Alize. Uh, I don't know his... I was going to say, I don't know his Tinder name. What the fuck? I don't know his uh, name off the top of my head. But uh, anybody listening to this, if you don't know DJ Alizé, are you even from Edmonton? Probably not. I got listeners in other cities. And uh, Game Girl was in the building. DJ Game Girl. DJ Game Girl is like, for real, like a pioneer. One of not only the baddest female DJs, but one of the baddest DJs, period. And she was in the building. DJ Quake was in the building. Like, it was stacked, man. It was a stacked lineup. I'm all excited. I get out there, and it fucking rains. Not just regular rain. I'm talking full-on torrential downpour. But, fortunately, I found myself a small little tent. A lot of the people were set up and ready to handle the rain. And actually, I saw some of my good friends there. Uh, Randy from Randy King Live, that podcast, Uh, he was out there in the rain and he was trying to get leads for people to go to his self-defense classes. And people hear me out. Go to my boy Randy King Live and let's you know what, if you want to go, I'll go with you. Let's do that. Let's a group of us go take some knife fighting classes or some self-defense classes. Because I got to tell you right now, I don't know how to fight for shit. All right? You know what my fighting technique is? When they get close, I just fucking go for the eyes. You know what I mean? Dig them in the eye. Dig them in the eye. Yo, I don't care how strong you are. You ever see a muscle man get an eyelash in his eye? Yo, it'll shut his whole day down. it will be blinking, blinking, blinking. Fuck up his face, yo. He can't, he can't fight that. I don't care how big your muscles are, your eye is a weakness. And so, yo, when somebody wants to fight me, I just dig out their eyes, yo. And now don't get, don't get it twisted. Eh? I have the crazy in me. I could put my finger in your eye and pop that bad boy out. I don't know. I've never done it, but I firmly believe I could. Like, if I was in a fight and I had to do it, I would pop that eye out and I would suck the juices off of it, like a grape that came out of water, just mwah! And, I, and then I would show it to you, and I'd, be, and I'd be like, you see what I see? And I would do something crazy like that so that nobody else would want to fight me for the rest of my life, because I really don't want to fight. I really want to be trained so that I never have to fight. And I only want to say that sentence in real life one time. You know? You know what I mean? That sentence, you know what people say? I train so I don't have to fight. I want to be able to have that kind of confidence because I can't fight. And if I'm like, I train so I don't have to fight. No, I'm training so that when somebody wants to fight me, I can fuck them up. Because most of the times when I don't fight, it's because I'm in full flight running for my life. Okay. And I'm getting tired, people. I'm getting lazy. All right. One day someone's going to catch me. And there's no timeouts in an ass whooping. All right. So if anybody wants to go to Randy King Live. All right. Hit him up. And if you want, I swear to God, I'll go with you guys and I'll do some training with you guys. It's not just knife fighting. There's all forms of self-defense. Uh, but I genuinely want to go, but I don't want to go alone. So if anybody listening to this podcast, out of my 54 dedicated listeners, um, let me know. Send me an email. Like I said, we do have emails Uh, The Comedy Reject podcast uh, has an email. So if you want to write in, it's thecomedyreject at gmail.com. Write in any questions, comments, whatever, man. Come talk to me because I'd like to know who my 54 humans are. Uh, So let me know. But he was in the booth and so we hung out. I rolled weed with all of his flyers because, you know, I'm a disrespectful son of a bitch. Uh, Also under the tents, I found another great friend down there. uh, One of the only natural hairstylist uh, in the city of Edmonton, Nilo, that girl you should know if you want to follow her on Instagram. That's why I go to get my hair done in the city. So, uh, you know, I'm giving all these shout outs because, you know, I really firmly believe in support local, you know, uh, too many times have I seen that we have so many talented people around us and we never really give them no love because we buy into the idea of brands. And uh Randy, He does phenomenal work in his self-defense. Nilo, she does amazing work with hair. And uh, Numo, you got amazing weed. So shout out to all those people. So now uh, the time comes uh, when they say to me, hey, Sterling, uh, can you perform? And I was like, but it's raining. And they're like, oh, no, no, we're going to build a tent. (laughs) They're going to build a tent. And people are going to stand under it. You're going to stand in the rain and tell jokes. And I got to tell you, there's certain times in my career where I'm like, fuck, man. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. But I'm not famous enough to say no. All right? Daddy's got to sing for his supper. So I'm sitting there waiting. And uh, me and Alizé are just laughing because uh, the event is about to be, oh, shit, let me get to that point. So uh, they were doing nothing wrong, nothing but great vibes all day. But the police kept wanting to shut them down. And so they literally parked up outside. Two police vehicles parked up outside. And I'm talking people are just having fun. You know what I mean? Music's playing, good vibes, and we're in the rain. And, uh, you know, there's not even a lot of people out there, probably 20, 30 people. And two cop cars parked up outside for the entire time, waiting for any little thing to happen to shut us down. And apparently, somebody had an alcoholic beverage in their hand in an area where they weren't supposed to. This was somebody who was a customer or something, because it was the big opening of a store, so people are coming and going and apparently they they caught somebody who had something like uh, alcohol in an area that wasn't alcohol zoned. And so they shut them down completely for it, which is complete bullshit because it was obviously them not selling drinks or doing anything wrong. It's like a random person who just walked in. You know, they can't control everything. You could have easily been like, hey, that person shouldn't be here, we can take that person out, escort that person out, kick them out, take away their beverage. Instead, what did they do? They decided to shut down the entire event. Um, But before they did that uh, was my debut in the rain. And uh, for all of you guys have to understand, I came out uh, not expecting to perform when I saw the rain. Uh, I was wearing flip-flops and... (laughs) I uh, was sitting there now watching, with Alize, them set up this tent for my uh, performance. And I'm just sitting there like, I don't want to fucking do this. And then they had a band. uh, A great band, by the way. Shout out to the Nines. Y'all did a great performance. But they had to warm up before I went on. So literally... (laughs) This is a nightmare. If you are a promoter or anybody, showrunner, anybody when it comes to stand-up comedian, if you have a live band doing warm-up exercises five minutes before the comedian goes on and then the only thing to start that show is just giving the comedian the microphone in their hand and going, start the show, you fucked them, okay? (laughs) Not saying that you guys at, at Numo or anybody did it on purpose, but please understand that the only reason why those jokes were funny is because I'm hilarious. But that situation and setup for me to do a comedy show was a fucking nightmare. I'm standing in the rain in flip-flops while a bunch of people standing up under a tent uh, after listening to music are trying their best to pay attention to me. And uh, it it ended up being a pretty decent show. Like, I'm not going to lie. Uh, the people were laughing. And we had a good time. We made it through. But uh, I definitely do not want (laughs) to have that kind of situation for the future. Not that I wouldn't perform outdoors or for people. It's just that that setup was not... Comedy-friendly is the way we'll say it. Comedy requires an atmosphere. For anybody listening who wants to ever put on a comedy show, understand that comedy is a lot like sex. Just because you enjoy it doesn't mean you could do it anywhere. All right? It requires an atmosphere. It requires people to be sitting down in a dark room, tightly packed together with uh, great sound and great lighting. All right. And preferably a stage that elevates the person so that everyone can see them in the room. And it also gives them that position of power in in a room where a person will walk in and be like, what's that person doing? I'm going to pay attention to them. And I had none of that. I had none. Not a fucking bit of that. It was just me, the rain, the mic and my fucking jokes. And you know what? Daddy came out on top. (laughs) so uh that was great that was a fun show and uh speaking of shows i got more shows coming up now that uh here in alberta for the rest of the people in the world like toronto and my uh i have four listeners in los angeles thank you four listeners i i see you i see you so uh in los angeles and toronto you guys uh are still locked down pretty harsh but in edmonton uh we've uh let up a bit more, and because of that, uh, Daddy's getting some bookings. Now, unfortunately, these are not paying uh, gigs, but at this moment in time, uh, I can't blame anybody when the max capacity most of these places can do is 30 people. You can't really be expecting to make good money or make any money sometimes, but I need to get my feet back under me because uh i i uh i did that week at the comic strip and yeah like i did uh 45 to 50 minutes uh but it was raw and needs to be refined and needs to be punched up before it's ready but uh i feel if i get enough stage time i might be able to put this album on by august to be absolutely honest with you guys i'd like to record in august and uh in August or September, because August is a bad time because uh, we're Canadians and let's be honest, we don't like to be indoors during the summer. So I might do it for September and then uh, submit that album for a Juno. Um, so uh, let me know, guys, if I was to record a comedy special, uh, if you guys would be in the building and if that would happen, that'd be great. Actually... Before all this happened, I was supposed to record an album. It was called Corporate Clean. Uh, I'm actually going to... You know what? I think I'm going to record two albums. I think I'll record Corporate Clean, um, which is my Corporate Clean hour. uh, And my second album, I don't have a title for it. But basically, if you're racist, it will offend you. Um, (laughs) Maybe that should be the title of the album. If you're racist, this album will offend you. Yeah, I don't know. I think that might be the title of my next comedy album. If you're a racist, this album will offend you. Um, because, yeah, it deals a lot with basically 2020 in a nutshell. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, so this week, if you're in Edmonton, Thursday, July 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th, I'll be at the Grindstone Theater with my boy Wayne uh, Wayne from, uh, White Rhino Productions, this guy is the true epitome of self-made, like, this guy does not wait on nothing, he gets out there, produces his own shows, and he always sells them out, every single time, man, and with a capacity of only 34 people, uh, he's gonna sell them out again, but, um, if you want to jump in and, uh, you know, you got four days of shows, so make sure you guys try to grab up a show and, and get out and see one. Uh, The tickets can be bought at um, the grindstone um, Yeah, Wayne does uh improv and he does, uh you know, sketches. And I'll be dropping in to do a 10-minute set. So uh, make sure you guys come on down. Let's do some sellout shows so that I can... Uh, Get four attempts to start, you know, really working on the material. And uh, hopefully, more shows pop up and uh, I'll be able to be, you know, back in fighting form as soon as possible. And um, thinking of fighting form, now, here's a real question How many of you, during the four months in COVID, how many of you came out a little chubby, a little bigger, a little tighter in your jeans? And how many of you guys came out slimmer or in better shape? Well, I'm one of those people that uh, is the later. I, uh, I lost a lot of weight. Um, before I went into COVID, I was playing around anywhere between 185 to 181. You know, as high as 188, you know, depending on the time of the day when I ate. But about 185 to 181 is where I was dancing around. Uh, before COVID and I'm not, a. it doesn't sound like a lot of weight, but I have really little bones. You know what I mean? Like I think I'm a descendant of like a bird or like a cheetah, but something with small skinny bones. Cause I don't have a large frame. Like my, my skeletal frame is not large. So 185 pounds on me is a lot of fat. And I store all my fat in my belly and in my chest. That is the, I literally was growing man tits. And I, the worst part about it is my arms stay skinny. My arms stay skinny. So it looks like with a prop, with a big sweater on or a big t-shirt on, it looks like I'm thin. And then I take off the shirt and my body would look like ET, you know, where it's just like, I'm all gut and no arms. That's what I was kind of looking like. And, uh, I didn't like it. I wanted to turn it around, and I tried the keto diet. And uh, I got to admit, it's the most difficult diet I've ever been on because one fuck-up could ruin your entire uh, diet. Uh, Like, if you eat over 30 grams of carbs or over a certain amount of sugar, your body will immediately choose to use those as a fuel source rather than than eating the fat in your body. And so in order to make keto work, you got to eat fat as your sources uh, of food, and then you got to eat, so it's 75% fat, 20% protein, 5% carbs, right? And uh, so I only eat 15 grams of carbs per day. If you guys want to know how little that is, a slice of bread has 30 grams of carbs, So in all of my foods throughout the day, I only eat 15 grams of carbs and less than 20 grams of sugar. And that's pretty much, and then the rest is protein and fat. And uh, it worked. I went down from uh, 185 to now I am dancing between 165 and 167 depending on the time of the day. So I lost approximately about, you know, just about 20 pounds. I'm down and uh, I'm feeling kind of sexy. And the next stage that I want to do, honestly, is drop another 10 pounds. I want to be 155. I think at 155, I would have like those abs at the bottom, you know, like because everybody has abs, but you got to remove the fat. And right now I'm at flat stomach level. So my stomach is completely flat. But, like, there's still, you know what I mean? A little bit of, uh, just a little, just, you know, that little buffer zone, that little, little bit of, that little ring of fat, that little Saturn's ring around the belly and the love handles. And there's still a little fat in the titties. And so I wanna, I wanna lose some fat. Anybody wanna lose fat with me? I did a competition just to get to this weight, to be honest, when I was 181 because I'm not motivated by anything. I'm only motivated, motivated through competition and having to pay my bills on time. And so I started a competition to do this, and that's what got me all the way down to 165. Now that I'm at 165, I want to be at 155, and I want to be ripped. You know what I mean? Not, like, ridiculously ripped, just, like, zaddy ripped, like... Ooh, I'm going to suck that dick ripped. That kind of, I want to have the kind of body where when I take off my shirt at the beach, nobody is offended. So uh, that's what I'm working on next. So we'll see how it goes. Right now, like I said, I'm at about 166, 165. Uh, We'll keep it going. We'll see. Uh, Today, like, you know, like I just make a lot of uh, food myself and cook it myself. I'm a beast in the kitchen. Maybe one of these days I'll do an episode where I'll cook something. And as I'm cooking it, I'll talk to you guys so you guys can uh, learn from the master. That's why I call myself the master. And I know I have a specific chef who listens to this podcast who talks so much shit because they think that they could cook better than me. Well, let me tell you something, chef. All right? I'm ready to go. All right? I am ready to take you down. I can outcook you. Chef, and I hope you're listening. I know you're listening because you're one of the few people that listen to this damn podcast on a regular basis. But I'm talking to you and I'm telling you, I will have a podcast and I will whoop your ass. I will cook the shit out of the food. Anyways, the challenge has been issued and the gauntlet has been thrown. Let's see if you pick it up. But anyways, like I said, I got some comedy shows coming up this week. Make sure you guys go see that out. Get your tickets on thegrindstonetheater.ca. And, uh, yeah, come say hi, man. Yo, at the Comic Strip, you know how good it felt to hear people who actually listen to the podcast come down to the show? You guys meant the world to me. And uh, thank you so much for doing that. Thank you so much for coming out to the shows at the Comic Strip. It was a blessing, yo. It felt great. And, and I I look forward to seeing more faces Yo, tell your friends, man. I would love to see more people come out to more podcasts. I mean, not more podcasts, to more shows. And I'd like to see those numbers rise a bit on the podcast. So, um, you know, you guys keep doing what you do. You're doing fantastic out there. My 54 listeners, you're coming in every week. God bless you. And uh, I'll let you guys know how the shows go uh, this week. And uh, who knows, maybe next week we might have to have a little cooking edition. I'm still looking to have some uh, phenomenal guests on. I have ooh, three or four that it's just hard getting the coordination of getting people in the same room together. That's all that's really happening right now. But besides that, uh, you know, like I'd love to have Randy on uh, to talk about all his self-defense and fighting shit. Um, Celeste Lampa, I'd love to have her on the show. Uh, Libby, uh, I'd love to have you on the show Um, Man, uh, there's just so many more But anyways, you guys keep tuning in uh, To the Comedy Reject You guys have no idea how much it means to me That you guys are tuning in every week And please, do your best Try and be better people Racism is out of fucking control, people And we need to put a stop to it, alright? So, Be better That's all I can say to you guys for now. Be better and stay safe out there. Try not to get COVID because if you get it, I don't want you coming to my fucking shows. And with that being said, that is another episode of the Comedy Reject podcast. Love you guys. Take it easy. See you next week.